Welcome to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Devotion, Thursday, October 8th. This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. And it's just good to have a few folks that gather with us every weekday morning at 7 and just share in the morning, share in our lives, and just to say, together, we're going to get through this thing. Together, we're going to get through 2020. Together, we're going to get through life itself. We're better together, and doing life together makes all the difference in the world. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. I'm very thankful, very thankful that you take the time out each and every day. So June, Yolanda, Adrian, Amelia, Tricia, thank you. Thank you. And let's just, let's just see what good things God has for us today. This, this day, I, I love this subject, when saints put darkness to sleep. Oh, what a subject. Uh, you know the drill, like the page, share the page, follow the page, and get the word out so, and just make more people feel welcome in our little morning devotion family, our growing morning devotion family. You guys just keep growing this by sharing it with others and inviting them in. So thank you for being a part. Uh, Our prayers are with the Saunders family today, a difficult day. We're laying Brother Rob Saunders to rest in hopes, in hopes of a glad reunion and great resurrection. But keep that family in your prayers floor Rick, Jan, and all the family, um, may the Lord be near you and with you this day. There's a verse, there's a verse that's been on my mind, and late last night I just couldn't get away from this, sat down and started writing, and awake, psaltery, and harp. Oh, I just love that phrase. I love that phrase. The 150 psalms were once songs, each had a tune, a melody. Now they're just printed on pages and in our hearts. How they were once sung, we don't know. But the lyrics themselves are inspired and they resonate within us. They're God-breathed. You know, the Jews say that suspended above the psalmist David's bed was a harp. And the harp was so sensitive that the night breeze would cause the harp to sound such that it would awaken David in the pre-dawn hours. And God would give him a song in the night and he would worship the Lord. I believe our souls have a song within. And as the breezes of the evening tide began to blow, we need to say, awake my harp, awake my psaltery and harp, and I shall awaken the dawn. That's Psalm 57, 8. And it's possible through a life of praise, through our sensitivity to the breath, the ruach, the pneuma, the wind and breeze of God, to put darkness to sleep and to awaken the dawn. Are you ready? Are you ready for that? Oh, praise God. This is this is just going to be one of those joyous mornings. So Daryl and Yvette and Karen and Ruth, wow. This is going to be a morning that we just celebrate that our praise, our love for God can put the darkness to sleep. If you join with me today, I, I, I want to put, put ourselves in the shoes of David 
than man after God's own heart. There are six Psalms, Psalm 16, Psalm 56 through 60, six of them that he wrote that he called mictums. That means engraved in gold. And many of them, there's a little tiny superscription that tells us when he wrote those Psalms. Psalm 56, where he said, awaken my harp, awaken my soul, awaken, and I will awaken the dawn. And that's one of those six. They're meaning engraved in gold. They're called the golden Psalms. Three of them he wrote before he was king at the lowest moments of his life. And three of them he wrote after he became king, also at low moments of his life. So these were very special psalms. So when David wrote the 56th Psalm and, um, and he began to describe the complaint and the complexity and the darkness of the world around him. Does that sound familiar to each of you? When he began to talk about what was happening in his life, he said there was a golden nugget. I learned how to turn lead into gold. I learned how to take the dark moments of life and to sprinkle them with daylight and with sunshine. I learned how to put darkness to sleep. Wow, what was he feeling when he wrote the 56th Psalm? What was he thinking? I I, I just put myself in his shoes and I invite you to do the same. And maybe it went something like this. It was the longest year of my life, running, running all year long. I ran from King Saul, a man who was a walking dead man, eaten up with jealousy as cruel as the grave. Twice he he tried to kill me himself, threw javelins at me while I worshipped. He threw spears, and the carnal always seemed to do that, finding accusation against us in our worship. King Saul sent men to my house to try to kill me there. His daughter, my wife, helped me escape. The king sent men searching for for me at the prophet's house. I thought, this isn't going to stop. What am I going to do? I admit I wasn't thinking too clearly, I mean, would you? In fear for my life, I leapt, as you you would say, from the frying pan into the fire. I actually, I don't know what I was thinking. I took Goliath's sword from the house of God in Nob, and I went to Goliath's hometown, somehow thinking those Philistines would welcome me. I, I, I don't know where I came up with that. I have no excuse for my thinking But uh, that's what was going through my mind. I was so down, so discouraged, so depressed, so fearful. I was running for my life. And inevitably, when you run for your life, you're going to make mistakes. But God was so kind to me, even merciful. He saw my desperation and my pitiful state of mind. He led me to do something I've never done and never since then, but Then it wasn't hard for me to do. I feigned madness. I was frothing like a a rabid dog, anything to get out of gas. I walked alone into the mountainous region overlooking the Valley of Elah, the very place where years before I'd fought Goliath. I was all alone in the hills in a place called Agilum. There I found a cave. I didn't realize it, but this would be where I would stop running. Here I would settle down, barely, just barely. Within the land of Judah, home to me for several years. Agilum. Agilum means a refuge, a hiding place. Don't you know God always gives you a hiding place 
to tuck you and I away from the hatred of the world and circumstances around us. I tried to find help in King Saul's family that I, I couldn't find. It. I tried to find shelter among the priests and no, there was none. I went into a strange land and strange people and thought, here I'm safe, but there was no assistance. And so now I'm here in a cave in Agilum and I'm all alone until, until my brothers heard where I was. You can read that in 1 Samuel 22. They found me. My entire father's house came to me in my hiding place. And then a strange sight began to develop one at a time. People who were in distress, people who were in debt, people who were discontented, they began to climb into the heights and they met me at the cave of Agilum in my hiding place. And they asked me to lead them. And by the time it was all said and done, there were 400 of them, mighty men, one and all. Those brothers who had once had little use for me now saw something in me. My infamous nephews met me there. My nephews that would lead my fighting divisions, Joab and Azahel and Abishai, what three mighty men they were. Abishai, he was one of those who heard me say I wanted to drink again from the waters of the well of Bethlehem as I had as a child. And he broke through the enemy's lines to bring me a cup of cold water. Do you understand how that feels when you've been running for your life and somebody cares? Abishai, Abishai came that close, so close. He could have so easily killed my nemesis, King Saul. He caught the king sleeping while he was on a David safari, while he was hunting for me. And I told him, no, we can't do that. We, we, we put the enemy in the Lord's hands. This battle is not ours. It is the Lord's. You, you read my messages, Abishai, at the opening of this psalm, your 56th psalm, destroy not, destroy not. Let God, let God take care of this. It was in my hiding place. So many friends at the cave of Agilum, so many strong friends, encouraging friends met me there. There was Adino the Esnite with his spear. He waded into the battle against innumerable foes. When the battle was over, we counted 800 of the enemy laying in the field and one still stood. It was Adino a mighty man, my friend. There was Eleazar. He, so, he smote so many of the enemy that his hand was melded and welded to the hilt of the sword. What about Shema? Oh, I, I, Shema was there with me. Shema one day was running from the enemy before, I don't know why he did it, but for whatever reason, he just stopped. He just stopped in a field of lentils in a pea patch. And he said, well, this is as good a place as any. I'm done with running. And that's all it took. He says, strong. Oh, he said, no further enemy. I'm not giving darkness one more inch, not another inch. <laughs> when I describe these, they make my heart burst with pride. They were my friends, friends who fought for me, stood with me, would have died for me in some even did in the cave of Agilum. That's the setting for the 56th Psalm. In my hiding place, I had, I had so many friends. I could tell you about one who, who, who fought a lion, fought a lion in a pit, fought a lion in a pit on a snowy day. Men who knew God, men who loved God, 
Men who also knew that God was with me on my side and fought with me and sang with me and worshipped with me. And I remember that one fateful night while hiding in the cave. We heard the enemy's voices around us. We could hear their threats and their blasphemies. But, oh, I wasn't alone then. Mighty men were in every crevices of the rock and all the caves and Agilum. My brothers were there with me. And I sensed the presence and the nearness of God, the one who would deliver me from my enemies. And it was that night, that very night, I wrote a song in the dark cave as my enemy surrounded me. I wrote a golden song. A psalm that would teach you how to put darkness to sleep. A song that is good for 2020. A song that is good when pandemonium and pandemic and political upheavals uh, and physical and emotional upheavals come against you. This is the song you need. I, I, I wrote about the Nets. Uh, my my enemy spreading nets before me. I wrote about all the pits they dug for me, the traps the haters set for me and the slanders and the lies. But God shows up when the night is the darkness and what the enemy meant for evil, God was going to work for good. And the harm they engineered against me, uh, it was going to come back on them. All of the enemies of Israel saw it. They saw how false brethren fell before me. The heathen who did not know God stood back in all when God showed up. That's why I said in verse nine, I'm going to praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto thee among the heathens. What am I going to praise you for? I'm going to praise you for your mercy. I'm going to praise you for your truth and for your loving kindness and a mercy that is great unto the heavens and truth as high as the cloud. High truth and higher mercy where sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. That's what I'm going to praise you for. And that's what I'm going to glory in you. But the perception, but the perceptive amongst you, you're going to know this, that when the shift takes place in Psalm 56, in the cave of Agilum, in the hiding place, when the shift takes place, when the lead becomes gold, when darkness turns to light, uh, when fear turns to faith, uh, in that socially distant, sheltered in place, surrounded by hateful people, uh, here's where it happened, when suddenly something got a hold of David's heart, and he began to sing, my heart is fixed, oh God, my heart is fixed, I'm going to sing and give praise to God, and then he said, wake up, my glory. Wake up, O soul, stir yourself from slumber, O soul, for it is time. 
It is time in October of 2020 uh, to arise from your slumber and praise God and put the darkness to sleep. David said, I'm going to wake up, psaltery and heart. Wake up, praise. Uh, I'm going to dust off my praise. I'm going to tune up my heart. Uh, and when I wake up my praise, uh, I will awaken the dawn and put the darkness uh, to sleep. Uh, When I wake up my praise, uh, I can send evil and misery scampering away. When I wake up my praise, uh, I can vanquish uh, the fear and anxiety and anguish and doubt. Uh, When I wake up my praise, I can put darkness to sleep. Do you hear me? Do you hear me in morning devotion crowd this morning? The night is far spent. The day is at hand. It's time to put darkness to sleep. There is a new day wanting to break through. There are new promises wanting to come to you. Does that resonate with your soul? Does that move across the strings of your heart? Can you sense it? There is a wind blowing and it is calling for our best song in the darkness of the night. The one who gives songs in the night is saying, stir your eye, stir yourself, rub your eyes, get the sleep out of your eyes, say good night to Mr. Sandman and say, I am am awakening to a new day and to a new world and to a new set of promises and to new strength and to new hope and to prodigals coming back home home and to an answered prayer and to a healed body and to a changed mind. I'm not going to sleepwalk into eternity. I'm not going to stumble through a pandemic not knowing where I'm going. I'm not going to follow the Pied Piper into oblivion. I'm not going to yawn my way into the abyss. But when moms and dads awaken, when saints of God awaken themselves and say, wake up my praise, you and I can put the darkness uh, to sleep. Uh, You and I can say, uh, I'm saying goodbye to all the misery. I'm saying goodbye to the circumstances of life. I'm saying, wake up my soul. Wake up my soul. I shall not let you sleep. Uh, I'm not going to sleep the sleep of death. I'm not going to sleep as do others. Uh, I'm going to awaken. Uh, That's what the Shunammite said in Solomon's song. I sleep, but my heart Heart waketh. There is an awakening taking place in our hearts, in our lives, in our world. We're going to fight off the dreariness of this hour. We're going to fight off the pervasive gloom, that cloud that is coming over us. We're going to fight back the despair and the despondency and the fear and the worry and Don and Trent and Linda and Martha and Patty. That's what we're going to do. We're going to awaken our praise. We're going to awaken our souls and say, we are fixed. We are going to give praise to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Wake up, wake up. Wake up. It is time to praise the Lord. And when I begin to praise him, when I begin to praise God, and I begin to magnify him from the depths of my spirit, not going through the motions, not just pretending that I'm on this. It was like when when Moses and Joshua were coming down from the mountains, and Moses said, I hear something, and Joshua said, I 
I, 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 it's not the sound of war. It's not the sound of defeat. It's the sound of people just singing courses, just going through the motions. That's Moffat translation, just going through the motions. They were dancing around a golden calf. Uh, they, were, they were asleep in the night. Uh, I don't want to be asleep in the night or asleep in the light. Uh, I want to awaken my glory. I want to awaken my soul. Uh, and here's what praise does. It awakens the dawn and it puts darkness to sleep that no matter what heaviness has come over you, no matter what darkness during the day, it may be daybreak outside, but you you feel like you're enveloped in gloom and despair. This is when you just need to dust that harp off and you say, my heart is fixed. I shall sing praises. It will take the trials and the disappointments and give it a bedtime snack and say it's night-night prayers and say, darkness, you got to go to sleep because I'm a child of the day. I'm a child of the new day. I'm a child of victory and a child of a person, a person who sees the goodness of God in the land of the living. Jesus asked, are there not 12 hours in a day? And if a man walks in the day, he shall not stumble. But if he walks in the night, he will stumble. There's only one way to endure the night, and that's with the night light. And your praise is your night light. It puts the night to sleep and it awakens the dawn. Here's what. Here's what I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to get into Psalm 56 today in the cave of Agilent hiding place. It's no accident that this is the psalm read in many churches on resurrection morn at Easter because that was the day when darkness was finally put to sleep and the day star arose in our heart. I want to encourage you today to pick up that harp of praise and rejoice in the midst of your darkness and watch the darkness vanquish as the spokes of grace and faith and hope and light impact the darkness around you. I feel the presence of the Lord. I feel it right now. Let's put darkness to sleep today, saints of God, and let's see God do something miraculous in our midst. Share, share your prayer requests out to the side. Share a praise report. Go ahead and say, I am putting this darkness to sleep today, and God, I'm praising you that you're triumphing over it. And may the Lord be with you today. Share, like the page, follow the page, share this with someone. And let's put darkness to sleep. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of this today. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Join us next time for another inspiring devotion. To support this ministry, please visit firstchurch.com forward slash give.